Friends and family. Mainly, hey, buddy. Mainly friends. Uh, uh yeah, mainly hot, friends. Right? I don't let my family listen. I uh, I don't care if they do or not. I just I know my my aunt might every once mm-hmm. in a while. Um, when she has time, I'm sure. Um, you get upset when you talk to my mom and she has no idea what we do. Well, I mean, I get upset when she's never seen the cute little squeezer logo in our logo. That's her little baby boy. Uh, it it confuses her. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I spent the last week now trying to fix an old computer, and again, she texts me if it's okay if my grandfather takes the thumb drive out of his computer now. And I said, sure, why not? She's like, well, he needs to use it now. I'm like, okay, take the thumb drive out. Are you sure it'll still work? I'm like, yeah, it had pictures on it. So that that's that's the kind of... Con, you know, this is also a minute didn't buy many Motu figures, so that's why. What an evil woman! Uh, I know, no Peewee, no Motu. Then two of my favorite things: things just that... a whole bunch of GI Joes, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, Transformers, Jurassic Park, ever, you know, pretty much everything else. See, I was never really in the Transformers uh, uh, brand specific. Transformers. Uh, my brother liked them kind of, and my brother was in the GI Joe too. While I was only uh, a tertiary, a ter- ter- tertiary fan of GI Joe, uh, I was more into obviously Motu, Pee Wee, then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mainly Ghostbusters. I was obsessed. I had yeah. a Ghostbuster toy. Yeah, known to man. GI Joes. I would basically say I, I don't. Is it a technical term? I guess I. Would, you could say I was um, balls deep. Can you say that? I, you, we can say whatever we want. It's our podcast. Okay, I'm just I'm I'm not quite sure what it means, but I've heard people say it. So, in GI Joe. Okay, balls deep. That I guess that means you are up to your balls. In, in GI Joe. In GI Joes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I'll 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 allow it. Thanks. Yeah. I think that that's a good thing, right? Yeah, I guess if you're up to your balls and things. I, I guess so if you stacked all your G.I. Joes, it'd come up to little squeezers, little balls? Yeah, roughly. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I uh, I see how that makes sense. Now, that's what they mean, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuffin. What's wrong? She didn't get wet food yet tonight, or yesterday. She's been getting sick, and she hasn't been eating her hairball control uh, food. So she's oh, no. Getting, yeah. So I'm holding back on uh, uh, wet food. You should show her. You should eat some for her. It's like, see, num nums. <laughs> the other two cats do enough of that for her. There's three now. Little, you should freeze it and put it in uh, in donuts. Little snickerdoodles. Num nums. Num nums. I should. What if I got you some mutagen ooze and made you a big a buddy and you could... Uh, I'd be your mama. Mama! That would be so awesome. 
she'd be pretty much like Razor, and then the, right. the fat one could be Toka. Yeah. Still no Bebop and Rocksteady. No, they were in that Michael Bay well, movie. Well, that doesn't count. I guess the wrestler and the Malcolm's buddy's dad played the human forms. Right, Jamuffin? Uh So today, uh, there's not much. We talked last week about Christmas junk food and... I don't have much more to go about today, but uh, there the I talk about this every year. The Coke freestyle machines, you know, I'm a fan of those, right? Uh huh. They, I indulged in one this afternoon. So did I. I went to Wawa just because I heard that the limited time only holiday mixes were out for the Coke machines, which I have been <laughs> getting for the last, I think, four years now. I don't think Five Guys had it. I didn't see it on the screen. It's like a little uh, side button you have to hit. Uh, I just go right for the uh, cherry, vanilla, cherry, cherry, vanilla, Coke Zero. Because, you know, when you're already consuming 1,600 calories in cheeseburger and french fries, you know, you got to watch that sugar intake. Oh, I, I went to Wawa, and Wawa is always where I go. And um, when, I, when I want uh, my uh, uh, holiday mixes... And the, this year's mix is our um, Coca-Cola and Coke Zero Raspberry Magic, which I tried the Zero version of, and it tasted horrible, and I spit it back out. <laughs> uh, and then the Sprite Vanilla Frost, and I got the Zero Sugar version, and it's delicious. Hmm. I could see how that could taste delicious. Yeah, it's like... Is it kind of like creamy? It is very creamy. Oh, I like creamy. Um, it is creamy and it's kind of like a creamsicle, but without the orange, um, mm. you know, it, there's, uh, there's, uh, lemon lime, the lemon flavor, classic lemon flavor. Um, so yeah, I've been, uh, a big fan of these since they first, every year I've been hunting them down and searching them out. I'm trying to find out when freestyle archives. Okay, so I can't find. I know that they've been doing them since 2016 or 17. And uh, the first one I had was called. Uh, they they had different names for all. Then the, they had the most of them. And it was called like, oh shit, what was it? It was a Coke Zero mix. And it was still my favorite. And, um, oh, here it is, I think. So they had, oh, Mistletoe Flow. So, yes, this was 2015. Oh. The first year that we were still in our old office squeezer. That's like, that's like the future, back to the future future, not the future Blade Runner future. Exactly. I remember uh, getting these at that Wawa and on 15th Street. That's how I knew we were, it was that long ago. Oh. So there was Secret Santa, which was a twist of cherry, lime, and vanilla uh, Coke flavors. There was uh, Jolly Reindeer, which was a festive blend with vanilla flavoring. And then there was the Coke Zero Mistletoe, Mistletoe Flow, which is a zesty blend with vanilla flavor. And that was my favorite. So it was vanilla Coke? No. It was like a lime vanilla Coke. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I want to try this. Uh, what do you speak of? This 
What is this frothy beverage you speak of? This creamy, vanilla-y... Uh, Sprite Vanilla Frost. Sprite Vanilla Frost. I may I may indulge in that tomorrow. Yeah, I would get the zero sugar. You know, it's healthier. Yeah, it's healthy. Well, I have to go buy a shirt at the same time, so that'll help motivate me, because um, I don't fit in my other nice shirts. Um, it seems uh, the buttons... Uh, are farther apart all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. Um, I think that happens over time, I've heard, where the buttons just start to... They start to grow apart, you know? Hmm. Like old relationships, like old childhood friends. You grow apart over time, sure. just like your buttons. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I, sure, I might... you, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't know. You still have all your friends and your buttons line up just wonderfully, don't they? Well, I wouldn't say I have all my friends, but... Uh... I have Your all the, buttons line up. I have all the friends I want, and my buttons, my buttons line up. Yeah, see, there you go. Made a nice Aww. sentiment out of it. Uh, so uh, we... Uh, do we have anything else? We've only killed 10 minutes of showtime before. We don't want to get right into the topic. No. Uh, do we want to shit on that pickup truck? Sure, go uh, ahead. Uh, yeah, that thing... The f- right before we got on the air, Tesla... Tesla? Telsa or Tesla? Tesla, right? Tesla, 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 yeah, Tesla. Tesla uh, had their live stream there. Yeah, Steve we delayed Jobs, the, like... the recording of this show by about 47 seconds. Right, it was uh-huh. uh, 8 p.m. Pacific Coast, so 11 p.m. here, and um, he showed off the car, and it honestly looks like like a like a thrown out version of the the Tumblr Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I I thought right away. Like, I I th- I saw it as like a um. Like a background car in like RoboCop. Yeah. Like it. No one. No one really thought. We don't need to design anything. Just. Oh, let's make it kind of square. Drive through in the background. It's fine. It's actually like just a Toyota Tacoma, and they just, you know, put some foam uh, foam core painted foam core. Yeah, just silver foam core. They just glued to the side, and uh, who knows? Maybe it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'll stick with my Japanese pickup trucks made in South Carolina instead. There you go. Uh, I don't know. It didn't do it for me. I, I like the laser light show. I'm all. I'm a fan of that. I like Elon Musk smoking a blunt on Rogan. <laughs> yeah, I'm all. Well, you know what? Maybe that's when the... talking about the singularity and scaring the shit out of me. I mean, what do I know? I'm not. A, I'm not a pickup truck designer. Neither but if I. I were, yeah, I don't know. You're not getting a Tesla anytime soon? No, I'm not getting a Tesla anytime soon. Unless they make a Tesla that looks exactly like Ecto-1. Um, or the 1993 Ford Explorer with glass uh, panoramic sunroof painted That's like... That's what they should do. Just make a whole line of movie cars that you can get. No, I'm, I mean, there's nothing more, uh, uh, environmentally friendly than the all-electric 1993 electric drivetrain that rides on a motor, uh, electric-powered rail. We could put rails through every city in town. And that would be great. As long as... They... I see nothing going wrong. As long as long as the improbable, like the grid goes down and a T-Rex breaks the fence and destroys the cars, there's no way that would ever happen. So I think we're safe. And even if it does, as long as you don't turn on the goddamn flashlight, you should be okay. 
Yeah, Grant had that problem solved. Mm-hmm. Just sat there, nice and no, still. No, 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 when he got him away, too. Oh, yeah. And then Malcolm had to come out and with his fucking... Hey, hey, hey. In freeze! I almost killed everybody. Uh-huh, yep. But, yeah, in, in my future, that's the electric car. And they have just stayed in the car. Uh, Gennaro would still be alive, maybe. Well, we don't know that. No, nah, he got eaten by something else, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got some uh, nice uh, feedback. Uh, oh. Surprisingly, we didn't we didn't lose any Feedback's followers. Feedback's usually bad when you're on, podcasting. Well, last week we talked wrestling. I meant like technically technical feedback. Oh, audio it's joke. A, a audio joke. Womp, womp, womp. No, um, we've got we, we had some people. A lot some people enjoyed. I think everyone enjoyed, but we we didn't hear any guff or flack for making a or having a wrestling t- themed show no uh i generally think it's a divisive topic that you know either i find that so weird like if if hmm i don't know it's just something we but grew up on so but we're talking old wrestling you know it's not like it's not like we're debating it now like even that people that didn't watch it back then would probably still go back and listen and relive something or even though they they didn't, they still say they did. Yeah. Like I'll go around like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened in 1994. I was not watching in 1994. You know. See, I, I still was. I never really gave it up. Yeah, I was out for uh, quite some in, time. I stopped admitting to all but a small portion of my friends that I did until it we came around the band and became cool again. But yeah, mm-hmm. I was still following. And, and 94 started watching WCW more because Hogan went. Hogan jumped ship. And I was watching Baywatch and Days of Thunder. I was getting all the wrestling I could get, Squeezer. That's yeah, uh, fair enough. That's probably why I'm like one so of you the... See, I didn't jump ship. I was. I didn't jump ship. I'm, I was just about to say, I'm one of the biggest new generation fans you'll find. Well, that is true. Like, Strangely true. 94 and 95 are my jam. Uh, you know, and then in 96 begins the uh, Attitude Air, and we're there we are. We're off and running. 96, King of the Ring, Stone Cold becomes Stone Cold, and it's all from there. And I would, you could say the Montreal Screwjob in uh, 97, uh, 22 years ago, was the true start of um, the Attitude Air when Vince screwed Brett, when Brett... Hey, pal. Brett screwed Brett. I didn't screw Brett Hart. Brett screwed Brett Hart. You really think he didn't realize what he was doing when he did that? We all still think. See, Bruce tells it differently. He said McMahon never thought once, and he still doesn't kind of want to be a character. He never wanted to be a character, and they all knew it. They all knew. Anyone who knew him knew he was the ultimate heel, and he just had to embrace it, and... Yeah, I still think it was a work that no one wants to admit. I wouldn't be surprised. I almost wanted to be. I know, but it kind of ended Bret Hart's career, jumpstarted HBKs, and like created the biggest, I would arguably say, the biggest and greatest heel in wrestling history. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Bret also didn't think that WCW would just kind of 
waste him away while he was there either. So. Yeah, they kind of really screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah. But uh, it did allow him to make money when he came back. That was that was good money and coming back and doing all the interviews and. Yeah, you need that time da- that time off. But uh, you know, some say it was a work. Yeah, everyone's the uh, you know it's. And for... you know me, I am not one for conspiracy theories, but that could be that could be one that I'll I'll, uh, I'll take it to my grave. Hmm. The ultimate Bret Hart heel turn, when it comes out that he was in on it the whole time. Yeah. Kind of because that would be like a wrestling storyline in itself. You know, like an IRL wrestling. Oh, God, I just say IRL. Yeah, they. I, I don't know. Hitman go did present the belt door. at AEW, so I don't know what his current. They are selling Hitman merch still. I'm sure. I think he still has a Legends contract and a, mar, mm. uh, um, um, a merch contract at WWF. But he did present the belt at AEW. So I don't know. It would be cool. If if they really wanted to go back and do old school, for them to start a new uh, heel faction with McMahon, like for Hart, Bret Hart to start like like something with his 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 uh, niece, who's still wrestling, and like get a faction together, a new Hart Foundation, and then turn on them and say that the Montreal screw, Screwjob was a work the whole time and join McMahon. I don't think the Canadian economy can handle that though. They probably would like, collapse. It would instantly. just collapse. Yeah. They would just they would die. Oh, no way. I can't go to work today. I got the worst news ever. It's like... What would that be like? That would be like uh, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, eh, saying he didn't want to be an oiler no more and he was going to Los Angeles. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, that didn't happen, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Mm. All your Canadian heroes will turn on you. Except me. I, I, I am pro-Canada. You know me, I love everything Canadian. Kids in the Hall, Trailer Park Boys, mm-hmm. uh, all dressed up, Ruffles, Poutine. Oh, now you're talking my uh now you're talking my language. I could just I could have just said brown gravy and I was talking your language. Fair enough. Or cheese, cheese curds. Cheese curds. Or French fries. Or French fries. But you put them all together and you're like, oh, that's a great idea. That's it's kinda like what yeah. all dressed chips are. It just takes every seasoning and puts it together. It's great. Mm-hmm. All dressed. It's barbecue, salt and vinegar. Zest- then you get mm-hmm. zesty mordant, chicken chips, and jalapeno. Uh, all right. I think we did it. We killed 20 we, minutes. We stalled, we stalled long <laughs> enough. It's like, hey, we could get right to this show, but yeah. we got to ramble on incessantly. We don't, to... we don't want to give those fans what they want. We no. Want, yeah. We got to thin the herd a little bit. Yeah. It's like you got you to gotta get that uh, work that skip button a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people out there that like know exactly how many times they have to hit it before yeah. they know that they're going to hear something. That 10 seconds. Is it 10 or 15? It's like 15. Okay, I'm here. All right, they're talking. And we are talking this week. This is what Transformers show was to me. This is what this show, this week's show is to Squeezer. This is going to be rough. I am going to get so much shit for this. No, you won't. We were talking Masters of the Universe, and I didn't know much about Transformers, and we held up. I'm sure we'll 
that show was kind of a, like a sleeper show too. It really wasn't popular at first, and then it kind of took a took off a bit. And I have a feeling this show will be that way too. But if you stick uh, with it, are you talking about the podcast or like Masters of the Universe? Like you think it's going to be popular one day? <laughs> no, this podcast. Oh, okay. Just like the uh, Transformers episode really took a, uh, took a bit to take off. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you listen, I did a lot of research from actual books. I, I had these two books I got like five or six years ago uh, of the art and the, like a character Bible. It's They're like hardcover uh, um, coffee table books. Mm-hmm. And the other one's the art of uh, Masters of the Universe. And Where the hell were those for me when I didn't know what I was talking about? I, I had to do my research. I had them all open and I was reading. I can't read in a day. Who are you, me? <laughs> No, I so I, I just I had my them all they're covered in uh, sticky notes and I had to jot down my thoughts. But I always pride myself. And when I we did the Ghostbusters episode, I was like, I found information from a book that's not on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's like all that all that uh, learning you did back in middle school. Right. Um, I can cite my sources. I wonder, do they still make them, like, I know when I was in school, like, we were allowed to use, like, one online source, and it had to be, like, confirmed legitimate, because believe it or not, I guess you can just put anything on the internet, it doesn't have to be fact. Right, and same Um, with kind of Wikipedia, like. Yeah, we weren't allowed, like, we weren't allowed to cite Wikipedia, clearly. Wikipedia you could use they? Wikipedia to link you to other sources, Wikipedia... which is pretty much what I do. I don't just, I won't just take something off a of wiki. I use that, then find the article, then read the article, and then that takes me down some weird wormhole. Yeah, but not everything on Wikipedia is cited to articles. Not no, on but Wikipedia I find something and then I'll Google it, and I get, I you know, the Google, and, and then and, you know, and then I try to find. See, I find that hard with a lot of the of... stuff we do. I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it. So I, I've been trying to... History minor. I have... No, that's true. I have behind me a pile of books that I've amassed. So I have I have had a lot of them for years now, and I've used them, but I have piles and piles of books of p- potential future topics. How many of them have Psalms in them? None. Figured. <laughs> it's just, just books of... Uh, oh, this one. It's like someone amasses a giant book of stuff on the internet. Or I'm just not on the internet of, of like his, like historical, like actual books, like research and cited books. So like, uh, there's only been a few times that I've been able to cite books. Uh, like I think Ninja Turtles, I think uh, Ghostbusters, and now Masters of the Universe. So I'm always proud of myself when I do book reading. <laughs> Enchantress comes home and sees me on the couch reading a book, and she's so proud. She's Aww. like, "Oh, my good boy." I get dessert. Ooh. Which is just a beer. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, that's uh I've got some I've so I've got some stuff. Squeezer's gonna sell share stories and he's got stuff. Uh, I got things. I interacted with, with the masters of the universe yeah. from time to time. Um But I was near ankle deep, perhaps you could say. Yeah, I was but see my problem is I was so in the Motu like up until I was six. So a lot of it is like my third birthday party was Masters of the Universe themed. Aww. 
Yeah, I showed you that cake. My mom made me a homemade. Well, I'll tell you the story. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's yeah. part of my, part of my. So, um, yeah, I was big into Masters of the Universe and He Man. But uh, all right, but you are first because I went first last week with championship oh. belts. Scared, nervous. All right, here's your first pick. In our story today, Squines learned a valuable lesson. Squines exaggerated and made up stories, which caused people a lot of trouble. And later, when he needed people to believe him, they didn't. You know, Squines made up stories to make people think that he was important. And what he learned was, we're all important. Every one of us. Goodbye for now! Hmm. I'm trying to figure out what the lesson was there. It was kind of all over the place. Yeah. It was like a boy who cries wolf slash year. We're all like important. Like literally, you just said that. Um, I look. I I, I, I this isn't a, a shitting on Masters of the Universe. Every cartoon back then had their PSAs. You kinda, had, you I had think to, they had to. Yeah. Legally. Um, I would say GI Joe was above and beyond the best at it. G.I. Joe. Uh, and knowing is half the battle. I mean, it, it, it's synonymous with PSAs. And the stuff that they taught you kind of did make sense. It's like, don't t- if there is a grease fire on the stove, you smother it. Don't throw water on it. If there is an electrical cable down across the road, wait until roadblock comes to move it. Um, don't talk to strangers. Shit like that. It was very, like, practical. Who like, wants a body massage? <laughs> well, and then we get those two, which, thank goodness for the internet. Oh, um, Mr. Body Massage Machine, go! <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, like, practical, like, knowledge that you can use as a kid. It's like, oh, this is a dangerous situation. Oh, he's being electrocuted. I should use a two-by-four to pry him off and not just touch him. You know, shit like that. Um, whereas Masters Universe was very more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Philosophical in nature. And also, I I think with that came the fact that, like you heard here, they're just throwing shit out there. Like, we just have to say something positive to kids to get through this. Um, and there was, I mean, what, there was 130 of these that they did. Um, and of course, different characters took on different roles. Orko took the lead. Orko is in 44 of these. Uh, He-Man's only in 34. So uh, Orko has got like a, what, 25% lead on He-Man on these things. Um, and they always, for the most part, always started off with in today's story. So they tried to tie like a, a moral, like a post, postscript moral to the show. Um, whether in the show they intended it to or not. Um, but I'm not sure, quite sure how much I actually got out of, you know. See, me personally, like, I know, don't touch down power wires until hmm. Roadblock gets there. Are you sure? Um, yes. In fact, it's one of the most terrifying things in my mind. Like, I think of all the time when, like, the road's dark. I'm like, what if there's a power line that's down? It's true. Usually it's just a phone line, though, and you just keep going. It'll snap. Um, my favorite, though, are 
there are so many of them that are just like it. They actually serve as disclaimers. Where there's a couple of them when He Man's like, "Hey, this is a cartoon. This isn't real. Potions aren't real." And Man in Arms would be like the same thing. But the best one out of all of them is um, Ram Man. It's um, on the app, and you can just Google it. It's uh, the House of uh, Shokadi, uh, Part 1, I believe. And it's Ram Man's, I think it's his only PSA. And in it, he basically tells you, don't hit things with your head, kids. No, you don't want to do that. Yeah, it's a 30-second spot about just not slamming your head into the wall. Not a good and idea. And I truly, I really think it is. It's just a disclaimer. Please don't sue us when kids play Masters Universe and everyone gets their short, fat friend. Like, all right, right. you're a Ram man. Sure. And you're just slamming their head into a wall. Never smart. No. Um, unfortunately, um, as the Ram man of the group, <laughs> I never saw that episode. So, you would uh, slam your head into all sorts of walls. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. Those are definitely go. There's actually if you go on to um, uh, heman.org, there is a, a link in there, and they actually break down um, all of the uh, all of the PSAs, who was in them, uh, the script for them. All that. And also, if you go online, pretty much every episode also has them tagged on at the end. I was disappointed. I thought I was expecting, like, a big, like, half-hour-long, like, montage of uh, uh, He-Man PSAs. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not out there. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Rule 35 states I have to go do this. <laughs> Make porn? Oh, I'm sorry. Just Rule 34B. If it doesn't exist, you must create it. Oh. I don't think 34B pertains directly to porn. What's the rule? Rule 34 is porn. If if it exists, there it's is porn, porn of yes. it. Yes. 34B is, if it doesn't exist, is your duty to create said... All right, so maybe it is strictly porn related. Yeah, I think it is porn. Oh, all right. Sorry. Well, thank sorry, God sorry. we're not a family show. We are definitely not that. Here, you ready for my first pick? Oh, yeah, yeah. There it is, buddy. Oh, this is what evil porn hides out. The Fright Zone. You put it together, Fright Zone. He man, Lord Ike, man, and artist figures each sold separately. So nice of you two. Got you for The Fright Zone. The Fright Zone. The Fright Zone. You're all the wrong that doesn't scare me for that. Oh, no. The Fright Zone. The Fright Zone plays that you from the Evil Horde and Masters of the Universe collection. Action figures each sold separately from Mattel. Ah, uh, the Fright Zone, one of my favorite playsets. So I mentioned on the show before how most of the He-Man figures I came from were from like, I mean, I was born in '82. I couldn't really play figures till like '84. That's when the Fright Zone, the Horde figures, were at their peak. Squeezer, and when you got the Horde figures, and I'm holding one in my hand right now, and like straight out of the box, unpunched, near mint condition. It says on the back, coming in 1985, the Evil Horde Fright Zone playset, trap-filled stronghold of terror. 
So these were in 1984. I'm holding a leech figure, uh, one of my favorite figures. Oh. I convinced my dad it was a bathroom toy because if you got him, he taught. I use science to to make him proud. But if you got his beak wet, he'd stuck stick better to the bathtub wall. So he'd let me take leech into uh, the bathtub. But the evil horde figures were my favorite. Uh, Mantena, a Grizzlor. I mean, I could go over and over about like the horde figures and all the figures that I had that were my favorite. But uh, the the fright zone was great. It had like. Uh, two pieces that's like clunked together like a book and then like that went on top of a bottom piece and there was two snaps at one on the side and then there was this tree in the top that would like they would like a attack it like a rubber band it like attacked um uh like wrapped its its, its branches around uh he-man or one of the, the many uh, uh masters of said universe and it had like a trap door. And let me just give you the description from the box. The main playset of the Horde. The set features more interactive traps than any other playset released in the original Masters of the Universe line. Features include an evil tree that would trap unsuspecting masters with its branches when the hidden lower section is squeezed together. The tree was set up directly in front of a release switch for the next feature. An interactive cage door that would open and close the trap He-Man and his allies within. A regular-looking stone section that, when stepped in, will clamp on the legs of our heroic saviors and set them up for the final trap. A giant dragon puppet, which would which feeds through a hole directly behind the stone leg trap, allowing users to pull their captured characters back through the hole to their doom. That was my favorite part. That's pretty sweet. I didn't know that actually... So I'll let you go... I... Before you finish, I did have some sad interaction with this playset. That you've kind of reminded me of it, but yeah. So it had the the dreadful dragon puppet, which I loved. It was like this hand puppet that you controlled the mouth, and it went up your sleeve, and you would pop out and like take the uh, action figures that were trapped in the rock monster trap and take them to their doom in the prison. This was such a fun playset. Um, and for years, so my, after like I grew out of He-Man, my mom took all my He-Man toys over to my grandmother's, so we had toys to play with over there, mm-hmm. and they were still there for years. I think they're still there, like all my He-Man toys at my grandmother's house, like Panthor, Battle Cat, uh, Mantena, Grizzlor, Leech, uh, fucking Moss Man, Battle Armor, fucking. Uh, I had that battle armor skeleton and battle armor He-Man where they had like the little switch in their their chest where you hit it and like it flipped up like it locked in place and then if you like hit it a certain way it flip up to show like battle damage. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, but the the horde figures and the horde tri- playset were my favorite, uh, just mainly because of the time I got into the action line. Even though they were technically Shira's villain. They integrated them into the Masters of the Universe toy line pretty quickly. That's smart. Because well. you're selling them to the little boys. Um, yeah, I got the play on this, but it was um, what you initially uh, described. Like the the cave walls and the floor. Like by the time I got to be hands-on with it, like it was the, the, uh, the um, cage door was gone. Uh, said puppet was nowhere to be found. There was no nope. tree. 
The puppet was uh, the best everything part. Was... What's that? The puppet was the best part. I know. It looks so... I've never seen it before. Uh, I mean, I've seen the box and, like, the artwork and stuff. I never looked too deep into it. But for me, it was just, oh, cool, there's a hole here. Let's crawl through the hole. Um, yeah, when when I got my hands on it, it was very similar. It was just a shell, very similar to, like, a an old bat cave um, without the computer or anything in it. Uh, that is really cool. I want to play with it now. <laughs> We should go to my I don't grandma's know, I don't, house. You think my 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 and I got little I got little girl hands. I would probably still fit in that. If you get one and you want to play, bring me over and I can probably still uh, be your puppet. All right, we got to go visit grandma. Okay. Yeah, she has them. Um. Okay, that was my. Even though you couldn't really hear that commercial, it was poor audio. It's you know the best you could fucking find in the eighties. Those commercials are great. <laughs> fright zone. Fright zone. <laughs> okay, here is Squeezer's second pick. All over America, kids are rushing to brush their teeth. And it's not the toothpaste, it's new toothpaste toppers by Colorforms. Exciting characters your kids love fit onto any toothpaste tube. Just squeeze, it reseals itself. No mess, no drying out, no lost toothpaste caps. Get toothpaste toppers of He-Man, Skeletor, Rainbow Bright, and Twink. All reusable. And so much fun, kids can't wait to brush their teeth, right? No. Okay, kids, hold them up to the camera and let's hear it for... Toothpaste toppers! For the top of the tube, they're tops by Colorforms. Oh yeah, we had these. Anyway. Okay, well, I oh good. I'm glad you had them. I, I I forgot to give you the disclaimer ahead of time that that's not what I'm talking about. But oh yeah, we had we had the Motu teeth toothpaste. We had a my sister had the Rainbow Bright ones. So we had a bunch. There was more toothpaste stoppers too. We, my mom, these were the cheapest gimmicks that you think you could. <laughs> you're buying your kid a toy, but would force them to actually like use hygiene. And my mom mm-hmm. was all about that shit. See, my mom was a <laughs> dental hygienist, so she wasn't gonna pay for anything. That oh, she couldn't just. You guys never bought a toothbrush. From work. Toothbrush no, I, or, uh, I never bought a in toothbrush life. in my life. Yeah. Um. I got plenty of those styrofoam planes though, out of the little treasure box that you get to take. And my dentist didn't have one of those. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, but they, those were made by Colorforms, and in this case, we're talking about uh, Colorforms, and um. This is one of the few uh, uh, Masters of the Universe, uh, dare I say, toys um, I had. And, well, no, I won't even say that. It's a deluxe playset. It says it right on the box. It's a Masters of the Universe Color Forms Adventure set. This is the one you see um, He-Man straddling a cliff. Uh, he looks something... The He-Man on the box art looks very Sunday uh, morning, Sunday paper comic strip-ish. Almost like a mix of Hagar, the horrible, meets Doonesbury. Well, he was. They did do Motu comic strips and Sunday papers. It was just very, it was not very He-Man-ish. And you got Man of Arms uh, riding Battle Cat. And then you got uh, Skeletor and Beast Man uh there with a uh, castle gray skull in the background and it allows you to quote create your own adventure scenes with masters of the universe figures mighty he-man man-at-arms battle cat skeletor beastman tila zodak stratos and merman set contains 29 color forms that's a lot um, of color forms that's a lot of color forms um and they are those are just so you're aware plastic pieces that stick like magic 
Uh, it also comes with a background, clearly, and an instruction booklet, which is more of like a little less instruction booklet and more a um, uh, just a fun little book explaining who each character was. Hmm. And also basically setting up that if you're too dumb to figure out how color forms go, it's like basically this is how you should put them on the background so you don't look like a complete buffoon. Um, and it was cool. So you got, um, He-Man and, like, Man-at-Arms came in, like, two separate pieces, like, at the waist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you got Skeletor, you got, and, of course, then you had, uh, you know, weapons, too. Like, you had the staff and... Separate, the, separate color forms? Yes. Like, so you can, like, steal, like, you can mix-match weapons and... and shit like that which is cool all the weapons were like separate um the background um that you can then said play on and apply the color forms to um was very similar to the actual box art it was like the cliffs in front of like castle grayskull and um uh battle cats there he doesn't have that helmet so you can uh, the helmet is actually a color form um which you would think that he would have been a color form too, but no, he's like part of the fixed background. So you kind of got to work around him. Hmm. And then um, Saturn's there in the background with an exploding volcano. It's actually pretty sweet artwork. Um, I, I remember these. These were um, my grandparents got me this. They got me all my color forms. I don't think my parents ever. But it was very much one of my grandparents' gifts. They always got me color forms and shrinky dinks. Oh, um, yeah, I love shrinky dinks. Also made by color form. Um, but yeah, those were like my go-tos. I would always go there, and this was like a, a definitely a go-to like because grandparents, grandparents have present. Grandparents have the patience to do shrinky dinks with kids. My, yes, my parents never. We were like, let's do shrinky dinks. Like, no, we're not fucking firing up the oven to make your stupid plastic pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you're gonna cut yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're you're basically making a little shank to play with. <laughs> um, but yeah, out of all, um, when we came up with the when you came up with the Motu thing, like, all right, what did I have that was Motu? I'm like, oh, this was on the list. I I, I played the hell out of this. I I thoroughly enjoyed what did my Max like, Universe what, color what, forms. What did you do? Because I could tell you what color form set I had that I remember playing with. And you're going to laugh, but I remember playing with it, and I knew what I did. I had the WWF color forms. It had a wrestling ring, and I had the various WWF wrestlers, and I made them. I pretended like they were wrestling because uh, it was it was a ring play set. It was really simple. I don't know what you would do with... Yeah, that's a good question. If you did, especially if you, know. Know, if you didn't know... Um, like the characters, like in the storylines. Yeah. Like the WWF. Um, I mean, it's clear. You know who the good guys and the bad guys are. And I watched the cartoon from time. I wasn't like like all in. Um, but I knew like the general. You know, I got, I got the gist of it. He-Man's the good guy. Skeletor's the bad guy. Could you just picture my dumbass like. Playing with like flat 2D wrestlers 
on a wrestling ring place. Oh, fan- yes, absolutely. Like at like today, like recently. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking at it now, and I'm uh, like, it came with like popcorn for and uh, signs for the crowd, and like foam hands and drinks. It's really weird, and uh, it came with like Jim Duggan's two by four and. Uh, but they're very they're just posed i guess it's kind of like playing with ljn wrestling figures almost you know that's true it's honestly it's probably even easier yeah probably but yeah that, um, that's the no, one I had a, yeah i don't know how, i had a ton of color for we had more too but the ones i particularly remember like the ones i could definitely remember playing with were uh the uh, wwf color forms yeah i i had i had the big you know like the big ones I had Masters Universe, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, and uh, uh, oh, oh, Alf, Alf. The, my Alf ones were my absolute favorite. Uh, I don't. I, I'm trying to think. I have to see the box. Ghostbusters color form. The only like, ones it was that, like they were like in an old mansion. The only ones that came to my head. Um. I don't know if I had these or not. The only ones that came right to my head, I think I might have had these. Alf color. I think I had Pee Wee Herman, and I definitely know I had. No, I didn't. The Alf are the cartoon ones. I definitely didn't have these. Yeah, it was like in the diner, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I had the Batman one. That's right. Let me see. If it I was like. Oh, yeah, the, I the, yeah, I remember these. It was like a rooftop scene. The Riddler had a net for yeah, some reason. I, but I don't know if I... I remember the comic kit. But I again, I can't remember... I can't remember. What other ones did you have? Uh, Ninja Turtles. Um, Ghostbusters. Alf. Uh, Motu. Hold on, let me say Pee Wee Herman. I also had Alf Shrinky Dinks. Yeah, I, I had Pee Wee Shrinky Dinks, but not the color form. I think the only color forms I remember, I definitely remember having. And I know we had more. I know we had more. But the only ones I can remember, I remember doing the Pee Wee color forms. Like, I remember specifically, like, doing them. Um, I think we had Smurf color form or Shrinky Dinks, too. I'm sure, sorry, Shrinky Dinks. Uh, but... The only color forms I can remember, honest to goodness, playing with were the WWF ones. Mm. But uh, these He-Man ones look pretty fun. That artwork looks familiar. I just can't figure out who that guy was. Who drew that? I think he drew the the puzzles. Hmm. Oh, well. Uh, ready to move on? Yeah, let's go. Here is my next pick. Everybody's getting ready for the king and queen's wedding anniversary except me. And I don't know what to give them, Granger. Well, you'll think of something. Well, it can't be just something, Granger. It has to be special. The most wonderful present in the world. I know. I'll ask Dealer and Man-at-Arms. Let's go. Big mouth. Mm, in my big mouth. 
<laughs> this was uh, an orca. Orca was one of my favorite, even though he was supposed to be, uh, 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 I think, Gropo or Grappo or or some. So uh, I think it was just was it just Gorko? It was it was Gorpo or Gorpo, but in the cartoon they couldn't just flip the animation cell without a looking weird the G on his chest, so they made it Orco so they could just flip the animation and use less. That's uh, brilliant. Yeah. I love it. So that's why it's Orco. Uh, so my mom made a, a birthday cake, and she used the gel icing to make an Orco birthday cake for me. And we had Master of the Universe balloons. And I remember, so I, I really couldn't read well, but I was super into comics, mainly because my grandfather, would, would like he, he collected, he, he was involved with some shady organizations. Let's leave it at that. Okay. And he would make stops at comic book and coin dealers and card dealers. Card dealers had stores and stuff back then. It was much bigger business than it is now. Oh yeah, we had a and, we had a guy. And I remember we went to Elmer's, then uh, downtown Allentown, Allentown Card Shop. Um, and I remember we were being we were at a comic book show, and I saw a He-Man comic. It was a DC Master of the Universe, and it was Superman. And I remember the comic, he was under the control of um, Skeletor. And he, like, he, he knew he didn't want to be under the control, but he, he couldn't stop fighting uh, He-Man into the death. And finally, he broke the, the curse, and they, they locked up Skeletor. Um, but then uh, my mom got me for my birthday a, a bunch of Marvel comics. And I thought he was DC, and the Marvel comics weren't that good, and the drawings weren't good until they they spun them off into Star Comics, which is a different imprint for Marvel. Mm -hmm. And the Star Comics were great. The Masters of the Universe comics were great. They had so many good storylines that, the, and the drawings were better than the cartoons. And my mom would would buy them for me all the time. They're probably some of my first like comics that I like. I had Batman and Superman, like Golden Age, Silver Age, Golden Age shit that my mom collected and we bought and uh we i just had tons and like western comic books that my grandfather gave me because they were always big but like the master of the universe stuff was the first stuff i remember like the the uh bef way before they did the death of superman they did the death of he-man with skeleton over a um skeletor over a, a tombstone that says here lies he-man and uh Orko and Tila and Man-at-Arms, like, with their heads down. and um, But they, the death is faked, but we see a world without him. And then in the next issue, uh, it was the last issue of the series, and it's uh, Skeletor Lies, He-Man Lives, and uh, that was it. Hmm. Uh, then they went on to do imprints for the movie, uh, which started a new run at 1 in 1987, but I never read that shit. <laughs> <clears throat> in fact if they would have used the artwork um from the comic books in the movie they probably would have done better but i, I i'll go into that too uh, when we talk in the movie uh are we gonna get into a heated debate over that yeah i don't i'm not a fan of the movie and well, uh, yeah i know we, oh i know uh it's uh, because i was a fan of Masters of the Universe, so of course I wouldn't be a fan of the movie <laughs> because the movie wasn't Masters of the Universe, you know. And I never went and revisited it because I heard that it's not as bad 
as you might think it it actually is. It absolutely look. It, we'll get into it down the road, but yeah, there's. It, it's worth going back, I think. Ah, Fred Carrillo. He is the golden artist who I think drew the color forms box. Fred Carrillo. Carrillo. Fred Carrillo. Does he have other samples maybe that... Uh... Probably not. You could probably find Fred Carrillo. You could probably find him. He's probably still alive. Uh, he died in 2005. Oh. But, uh, yeah, it looks... I, I saw, I was like, this looks familiar, and I started going through old pictures. I'm like, ah, there's one that looks like that. Fred Carrillo. Okay, I, I, I see it, yeah. It's just, you know, you'd think just... Uh, what? I think of, like, the animated He-Man, like he doesn't look much like, you know, maybe not the He-Man that you know from the cartoon. There's, I it's think. just a head shape. Yeah, I can't. The picture's so low res, I can't get a good look at it. Oh, now looking at Skeletor, that's not Fred Carrillo. That's a pretty shit Skeletor. He's got like a derp face. I mean, it is a color forms box. Do you think if they told him, like, hey, you got to do some artwork. All right. It's a color form box. Uh, here. And you just kind of draw it on a napkin. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of them had good artwork, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This... And you think, too, you, you, you don't think of it. Like, someone has to draw for the color forms. You know, like the actual decals, like those have to be drawn. Yes. Like there's actually a lot of work that goes into those like silly little yet, you know, vastly important for our childhood things. It could be. I, I don't know. I'm on the table. But um, let's uh, continue on with uh, your next The new He-Man Power Sword. Cool! It makes sound! Is that so? Skeletor! <laughs> the Power Sword makes eight action sounds. It lights up with power. You can be a hero. With the He-Man Power Sword. Send for a He-Man video for 99 cents and postage with specially marked vehicles. The He-Man Power Sword. You fancied yourself a little He-Man, didn't you? From oh, I, I, I absolutely, I was, I, I, I was a He-Man on a new adventure of He-Man Power Sword. Hmm. Yeah, this wasn't the original uh, Masters Universe Power Sword. This was. The newer one that came out in, uh, I want to say, what is this, 89? Would that time out properly? Um, so, uh, basically, 1990 was the new adventures. Okay. But this sword came out in 89, or at least it was uh, 
produced in 89. Uh, this is the one that's, you know, it's the gold sword, got the, the, the two buttons on it. It's got the, the power button and a, and a thunder button, and it's got a, a laser blast uh, trigger underneath. Are you sure um, this was 89? Because the show didn't even come out until 1990. Uh, I'm, I'm just going off of the actual box itself. Oh. Let's see, when did I... I didn't get my skeleton. I had the Skeletor staff. And that picture of me with it was from Christmas of 91, I believe. Hmm. Yes. New, I mean, you might be but, right, but, but the d- design of this is clearly off of the newer one, off of the new adventures. Um, but it's cool though, like it, it, it gives you like if you do little short, it's got a little motion sensor in it. And if you do little short movements, it makes like a little chink chink sound, like you're uh, uh, like parrying. Um, but if you make big sweeping sounds, it makes all kinds of cool battle noises and stuff and crashes and it lights up cause who doesn't love a, a good sword that lights up? Yeah. The Skeletor staff kind of did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it isn't my personal experience that, uh, this thing will break if you get into a real sword fight with it. <laughs> Mine was, I remember the skull staff being pretty, uh, solid, solid. It was three feet yeah. long. Um, uh, the eyes lit up. It had like a like a uh, um, a spear on the bottom. Um, you know, I probably four double think... A batteries. Man, they think we were made of money back then. I'm surprised they're not four D batteries. I think I still have this somewhere. I gotta find it. The sword. I never had the sword. I I was more oh, of a skeleton. I was more of a Skeletor fan, my friend. Well, I <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah, I, re- I dug the new adventures of He-Man, unlike anyone else, or everybody else. I liked He-Man in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. But the sword was sweet. And then I got sucked down a rabbit hole, believe it or not, in um, looking this up. Because um, I-, I had this uh, what, what made you get secondhand. this? It was oh, secondhand. secondhand. I bought it at a yard sale. Oh, yeah, because it's a sword that lights up. You didn't give a shit yeah, that it was He-Man. Like, shit, it's a sword that lights up. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm yeah, getting I, this. I, I was more into, uh, to be honest with you, I was more into the fact that it was a, a skull staff that I could lord over the world with that I didn't really give a shit. Because by that point, the he- by the time I got mine, the show's been canceled, and the staff was on, um, it was it was like liquidated. My mom got it <laughs> super cheap. KB. Uh, KB or Toy Liquidators, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like uh, or, um, Kitty City. Yeah, ooh, I was going to say Kitty City. That's a good... That's a good pull. I could I could see it being there. Yeah, I never, I never like, had this in the box. This came, like, decals were already worn. Um, and, like, the sword itself was kind of, like, loosey-goosey. Kind of rattling around a bit. Um... But it was fun. I mean, hey, anytime you can get a sword, uh, I'm happy. And that's what, like I was saying, uh, in in looking this up and going through old pictures and stuff, I did come across guys on YouTube making their own swords, like from scratch in their garage. Right. And it's fucking fantastic. Like, I I just, 
it makes me jealous. Like I'm like I have no skill whatsoever. Well, you do. You just don't have time. Uh, well, to implement said skill. No. Well, when I say no skill, I mean I'm not a swordsmith. Yeah, like, you could when, when be, the lights though, I go bet. out, no one's gonna need a fucking commercial. Um, but they will need swords. And and so I'm thinking I should really concentrate more on my sword making so that I'm ready. I posted this picture of me with this staff, right? Yeah, I think so. It was a while ago. It was adorable. And- I mean, or at least maybe you showed it to me. Um, but no, go on YouTube and look up just, uh, uh, Master Universe, uh, Power Sword, Swordsmith, whatever. There's a bunch of guys that craft their own, like, pouring the molten metal and tempering it and forging it, and, uh, it, they're just awesome. Like, legit fucking He-Man swords. I can watch guys make swords all day. And then the one show that they put on TV where they make swords, they make it in some weird competition. Like just, just let me sit and watch a guy make a sword for three and a half hours. Yeah, man. There's this um, YouTube channel where this guy, and he's he's uh, somewhere, and it's the this Asian language, language and subtitle. He's making uh, knives out of like things like tin foil and stuff. Oh yeah, I watched that. Um, That's pretty sick. Yeah, I've watched a few of those. Those are fun. It's like a thousand folds of aluminum foil. Yeah, and like, he like he, he does all the same things like metalsmiths do, swordsmiths do, like and I guess knifesmiths do, and pounds it out and like makes it thin, and it's like sharp as a fucking razor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's making it out of things like cardboard and and plastic wrap and and aluminum foil. <laughs> it's pretty insane. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I swear I posted this picture. I will have to find... I have the picture somewhere, and I will have to repost it. But, uh, yeah, there's a picture of me on Christmas morning. I look vaguely happy in the picture. Aw. I, I mean, I'm sure I was happy. I just don't... I have, like, resting bitch face when it comes to pictures for some reason. I posted the... the you- I posted the picture of my sister as a princess, my brother as a skeleton, my little cousin as Egon, and uh, me as a jailbird. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he had that Egon costume. Everyone's like, oh, that one's so hard to... F-, or that's like the only one that was out there. And, uh, shit, I, th- I definitely have the picture, but I guess it's just fodder to post for this this podcast realm. Um, cause Christmas stuff is hot right now. Like I said, the two Christmas things I posted. Oh, you know what? You know what? I posted that picture when we did the crossover with, oh, I had that. Really? Cause that's when I fucking talked about that thing. Oh, okay. That's, I was just like, when did we talk about that? But when was that crossover? Now we're really getting into good, uh, Rad years tangenting. Rad years tangenting. Hmm. Thinking or thinking. <laughs> We're not even thinking. This is this is po- a podcast. Of... When do we do it? Like I think that was. I want to go March of last year. Hmm. I think it was two years, buddy. 
and again, I just don't know. I don't. What did I'd like to think we talk? You you talk Brave Star and yeah, but you uh, always talk time? Brave Star. <laughs> and I've talked. It has to be. All around. right. So now that Elon got me my uh, robot pickup truck, when do I get my robot horse? Um. Oh, this is our movie pitch one. You get uh, so speaking of robot horse, uh, uh, Masters of the Universe had robot horse eyes. Oh, here it is. In nineteen Christmas of nineteen ninety. Uh, I guess that's when it might have been ninety one. I'm sitting here, and I'm holding a like a pillow pal of Donatello. And there's one of those animatronic Santas in the background. And there's a there's a box for one of the Playmate giant turtles. And you can see my uh, skeleton, Skeletor staff. It might have been 91. We'll figure it out. Uh, I'm going to send it to you. And you'll be able to see it in all its glory. I'll have to repost the picture. And full I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Oh, you're just gonna send it to me? Yeah, I sent it to you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah, it might have been ninety because the. Uh, it looks like those giant turtles came out in like 1989. So, fuck, might have been ninety. Which means 91 was just around the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. But still. So the show was definitely done at that point, which makes sense. If it was 91, the show would have been like a year out done. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. I I, I, I dig what you're um, uh, spackling. I, I don't know. I I'm trying to dig through the rest of this photo and try to find something creepy that I can. There's, there's, you know what? There's, you with. there's in the foreground. There's a box like right next to the staff head. Mm-hmm. The staff is circled in red. You see those the the wings coming out of the side. Yep. So right next to it is the Play School sewing machine. My sister got. Ah, oh. I saw that. I saw the Play School logo. I was trying to figure out what it was. It it's gotta be. Hold on. I know I could figure out when it was. So is that your brother in the green sweater? Yes. Is that a Dick Tracy watch? That's exactly. So this had to be Christmas of 1990 because June 15, 1990, Dick Tracy came out. He is wearing the Playmates Dick Tracy toy wristwatch. We are motherfucking detective. Dick Tracy, eat your heart out. Yeah. That was some good. I just sand. I was on at the same time. I was about to say it, but as you were saying it, I know it was great. It was no, it was a thing. People are like, "Oh wow, look at them!" They're like on, on the same page. I can't figure out what clothes I'm wearing though. I can't figure out what's on my shirt. Um. Don't I look shifty? Like zoom in on my face. Doesn't that look? Oh no! I. That's the first thing I did. Um. You're really saying go fuck yourself, huh? Yeah, don't take my picture. That's my general look. I love the animatronic Santa in the background, though. Mm-hmm. The little candle. Yeah. They were my best friends when I waited for Christmas. Oh, 
Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I'm laughing at it. Okay. Uh, shall we move on to my next pick? Oh, I believe it is your turn. Here we go. Now, He-Man unleashes the meteors. Transforming creatures with prehistoric features. Heroic meteors, each soul separately. New from Michael. Not so fast, He-Man. My meteors transform into evil beasts. Meteors, new from the masters of the universe. Watch the battle unfold. That was a Shyamalan plot twist in a Mattel commercial. <laughs> it was like, new from a not-so-fast, He-Man. So Meteorbs, I had tons of. I think I had a most... These were like the easiest way for your parents to buy you a T-Man toy on the cheap. They So I talked a few episodes ago about Rock Lords. Mm-hmm. They were Transformers that would transform down into rocks. These were essentially eggs, which they called meteorbs. So they, you know, they're supposed to be meteors, but, but yeah, they're, they're me- orbs. Yeah, orbs. Um, but uh, they would transform. As, so they'd crack open like an egg, and then out came uh, like a head and legs and a tail. And they were meteorbs. And I had so many of these things. The good ones, the bad ones. Uh, they were originally a toy line of transforming eggs from Bandai called oh, Tamagoras. Thank you. I was about to ask, is this something from Japan that they rebranded? Yes. So Mattel... This screams Bandai, you're right. Right. Mattel uh, would... Uh, would lease the i guess uh license these and release them under the motu line uh, as transforming meteors uh this was way beyond the peak of masters of the universe and these were kind of the only toys you wanted at the time uh from masters of the universe um they were very rarely used in the show only two of the meteorbs comet cat and dinosaur ever appeared in a single episode of She-Ra, Assault in the Hive. I don't ever remember seeing that. I don't know how many episodes of She-Ra I've seen. I saw a few, but I don't remember how many. Um, they were in the comic book, though. I had comic books with... Uh, they were members of the Rock people, um, which were Stonedar and Rockin, which made sense, because Stone, Stonedar and Rockin were kind of like dino lords. They looked like rocks, and they like transformed into people. Mm-hmm. So um, they were kind of cool. Uh, the historic me- heroic meteorbs were Tuscor, which is a mammoth, uh, Cometroid, which was a uh, robot, and uh, Astralion, which was a heroic lion, Comet Cat, which was the panther, Tiger, which was the tiger, and then there were the evil meteorbs, which is Orbear, which was a grizzly bear, uh, Rhinorb, of course a rhino, Crocobite, Crocodile Dinosaur, which was a brontosaurus and gorilla, which was a ape. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to say, looking at it, it's one of those things where I'm gonna like project and like you know make something up in my head. But I feel like I've had like I had Astro Lion, or I played with Astro. You Lion. very well I've, might have had I, the knockoffs. Uh, they had like. Um, you know toys that you can buy and what 
what a, what's the term I'm looking for? Toys you can buy in like a uh, like a convenience store, like a CVS toy aisle. Uh huh. They had a knockoff called Jurassic Era Transformable Dino Eggs. Ooh, that's a good possibility. And uh, they uh, they were sold at like Kmart and like CVS, and they were like a a dinosaur egg that would open up in the same way and transform in their knockoffs in that way. Mm. <clears throat> but these were also probably yard sale fodder. Oh, that's a very good possibility. So, because uh, there, yeah, I remember, I remember, there's like, not, not a whole yeah. lot of replay value in these things. No, and it, this is clearly like where they had this toy, and they went to the artists and the writers and the creators. Like, hey, you need to shoehorn this in because we got to sell these things. No, they just sold them under the Motu line, and then they then they took them. But but yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, they, they didn't like... really put them in the lore whatsoever. They a couple comic books that was it. Oh, okay. They just put them out as Motu. Yeah, it's like oh, we got a light, we got this toy, we got to sell it. What's our hottest license or a hot license? Then it would have been Barbie or Hot Wheels. Then <laughs> it would have had better luck with. Yeah. At that yeah, point. You yeah, honestly, they probably could have made them Barbies and would have sold better. Yeah. That point in time. But, you know, everything... When did these come out? Gold doesn't say gold. The 87, I believe. 86 or 87. Okay. There was a lot of competition then, too. Yeah, it was at the height of the Transformers, and Mattel was... I'm sorry. Yeah, Mattel was trying to get in on that. That uh, Tonka had the uh, GoBots and the Rock Lords, and Hasbro had the Transformers, so Mattel licensed Bandai's Meteorbs. And uh, found a way to fit them, to shoehorn them into the Motu mythology. Uh, they're pretty cool. I would like to get some on mint on card for my collection, but they're kind of expensive. <laughs> so, because um, obviously they weren't hits, they didn't last for a while. And it's not like um, not everything could be. Toy Biz Batman figures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can get some bombs. Yeah, or Toy Biz Marvel figures. Not bombs. I love the figures. But, All right. But well, I didn't mean it in they, they mass also, is it the, way, the route I'm going is they mass produce so many of them. Like, so many of them mm-hmm. that, that they're really easy to find and they're cheap. Yeah. Also, I mean, they're already produced it's not like they went through the r&d of creating a new toy it's like hey we have something let's slap a new sticker on it and we could sell it to you know american kids yeah they sent i'm I'm assuming they just sent the production uh plans for molds they they made the tooling and uh the ideas for the tooling and they started producing these and calling them uh motu meteorbs now I'm not paying if so to find like a whole set, twenty two hundred dollars. Um, damn, that's a. There's some that sell for one fifty five for, but it's still I'm not. That's why I spent for a fucking, uh, like a pristine leech figure. Not spending that for. <laughs> goddamn meteorb. Now out of the package, you can bet them for like twelve bucks. Well, that's a steal. At least then you can play with them. Yeah. But the packaging is so cool. It's got that really cool 
Master of the Universe Meteorbs logo. Yeah. All right. And Squeezer's next bit. Open the jaw, Grid. The powers of evil control Castle Grayskull. Oh, yeah, Dad. Watch Ramman's power. I'll get us inside, He-Man. Ramman, He-Man, and Castle Grayskull each sold separately. You have to put the castle together. Ramman, use your head. I just did. Not that way. We have a prisoner. Good. Who's the prisoner? You are, because we have the power. Oh, no. Ram-Man and He-Man from the Masters of the Universe collection, each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from Mattel. Ah, so this is a very Ram-Man heavy show on my end, because, well, he's like the only figure I actually had. Uh, and again, um, secondhand. Uh, but I, 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 came, I came to love uh, the lovable guy. Um, we just had a lot in common, you know, short, stocky, hit things with our head. Also, he was pretty good with an axe, too, and a snappy dresser. Um, I always like dressing up, uh, partially like, uh, uh, Vigo. Mm, it's got a bit of Vigo armor on him, I would, yeah, I'd give you that. a little Vigo going on. Um... So Ram Man, he's the uh, he's a dim-witted, lovable walking case of CTE. Is pretty much uh, what he is. Uh, he, he showed up in the comics, and he actually initially started as somewhat of a villain, more of a a rogue. Um, he was kind of like the Black Knight, uh, where he was like you know holding off his land, and he fought He Man to defend himself and then he was tricked by Skeletor and then eventually he realized it and then he became good allies and uh friends with He-Man. Um and that's in like in the mini comics. And then eventually uh in in the cartoon series he is um uh like an take Juggernaut and an Ewok and put them together and that's that's Ram Man. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty close. As a yeah. kid, I was more of a fan of Rotar. That he had like he was a spinning top, mm -hmm. and he kind of had like Ram Man's head, but he, he had that contraption. So you pulled that, and he it it spin. It was like a top that was like yeah. He was pretty fun. It, no, what was cool about these? They did a lot of them did have their own very specific actions. Like it wasn't just a bunch of molded parts that they then assembled together. Like. Ram Man's Ram Man. There aren't other parts of Ram Man that are used. No, uh, um, on Rotar there is. On Rotar, maybe, but Ram Man. No, definitely. That's why I just said he's like he's got the well, same head. Well, head, but like sculpt, yeah, maybe, but like the the it's not like they they couldn't just take the same part. No, no. Um, because he's a hollow little shell. A spring-loaded hollow shell that you 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 push him down, lock his little legs, and then there's a little button on the back, and he yeah. I think Has up. Hasbro stole this action from uh, for a lot of uh like the Superfly and a lot of the wrestling figures for that. That's the... exactly what he reminds me of is uh, all those uh, top rope, you know, all the wrestling figures that would do like the little splash move. I, is that what it was intended to be? Right. Yes. That's why I always assumed. Because Superfly like, you know, had it. So it was off Superfly top, right? had it, so yeah. Okay, it looks like Rotar is kind of the same head type. 
but they they did they took the chains off. So I'm looking at Rotar and Ram Man. I always thought as a kid Rotar was exactly the same as Ram Man, but they changed it a bit. They weren't as bad as um, Kenner with the reusing sculpts. <laughs> um, there is uh, he he's out there. There's over two million Ram Mans produced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure he wasn't everyone's favorite. Because, I mean, on the show, he really was, like... Uh, how do we say it? The muscle. They the took, comedic look, muscle relief. He was the comedic muscle... Look it. No, bullshit. They took advantage of him. They took advantage of Ramat. They They saw, oh, look, we got a guy that's going to slam his head into that door and break it down. Let's be nice to it. Let's use him. That's what it was. It's kind of how we he treat was Jake. used. And I have, in, in my headcanon, um, if, if you allow me uh, a guest right spot, uh, if I can write in a Ram Man sub sto- uh, you know, side story in your film, uh, Ram Man makes a heel turn because um, he's sick of all the bullshit. He realizes that they took advantage of him. Um, and he Not has- anymore! Not anymore. Yeah, and then and he kills uh man. He kills Orko in his sleep. Um, or- Orko uh, did pick on him often. Well, they were buddies. It was it was it was kind of like you know. But was... Orko Orko is a buffoon, a bumbling idiot. Well, so is Ram, man. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm pretty intelligent, but you know, you throw me and Jake in a room together, and we're gonna start acting stupid and just you know throw each other under the bus. It's like you know, Ram Man and Orko. Um, there is a uh, what was his name? There was an artist in England. It was like you know, a little comedy publicity kind of thing where he's collecting. I think he has over a couple thousand Ram Mans, and he looked into trying to use Ram Man as a new currency. Once gold, silver, and copper fail. Okay. Um, the idea is there. Um, you know, it's kind of like Bitcoin. Just as long as you say, hey, this is valuable, it works, right? Um, yeah, I guess if you convince you people. You just need other people to agree with you. And when the day comes, it's like, oh, I need a loaf of bread. My children are starving. And it's like two Ram Mans, please. I'm like, shit. And price of bread's going up. Mm, well, and he did have a cool axe. Does, does he, every Ram Man come with the axe? Yes, yeah, he came with the axe, and you can actually take it out and uh, mix it, uh, mix it with no, others. No, yeah, I mean, he only does, has does all his Ram Mans. I'm sorry. sorry. Does all the Ram Mans he's collecting to use as currency have their axe pieces with them? Ooh, that's a good question. That I don't know. That that's like. Uh, the difference between like a uh, a Grant and a and a Franklin, you know, it's true. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Ram Man. He he was he came out in the, he came out in the second wave, and um. Well, Ram Man became a hero because he was he was treated like shit. You know, eventually you get treated by your boss so bad you join the other side. Yeah. Uh, Skeletor de- demanded him to ram the, the drawbridge on uh castle grayskull until it came down and he was just he was just destroying himself mm-hmm. yeah and he didn't want to do it anymore he was so tired but skeletor used his magic on him and he man had to rescue him and together squeezer they defeated skeletor that's how you make an ally and then you make the lovable buffoon break your walls down 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, and eventually he's gonna he'll turn on you eventually. Trust and me. Uh, you know, Ram Man was the only uh, hero to ever point out that He Man and Prince Adam were never seen together. Is he really? And I'm I'm sure it was done in a quite. Um, well, yeah, the idiot obviously notices. It, it, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think I saw that. There, I watched a uh, fifty fun facts of uh, Ram Man, a part of this, and I think I think that was one of them. Uh, again, going back, his PSA is one of the most fantastic. It's a PSA. It's a, it's a um, disclaimer, pretty much, that not, you know, slam your head into the wall. Um, and he uh, is actually voiced by uh, John Irwin, who was also the voice of He-Man as well. So, and Beast-Man. Because it was Masters Universe, there's like five people for like 50 voices so it was filmation yeah yeah so that's how they did it and Gotta what's keep them name? cost down what's his name the head of filmation did orco's voice i believe uh lou uh Shimer? lou shimer lou shimer yeah lou shimer lou yeah shimer did he did a voice. most him and his daughter he had his daughter come in and do a bunch of uh yeah, voices she, she did tila yeah yeah he did uh erica shimer yeah um, Lou Scheimer did, uh, uh, what else did he fucking do? He was a, he was a treasure. No, everyone, everyone like shits on, uh, Filmation, but they, they can't shit on Lou Scheimer. They seem to like him. Even though he did I that. mean, look, you he can created... shit on Filmation all you want, but there's still, like. Lou Scheimer created Brave Star. You gotta love the man. Hell yeah. Um, I'm always going to look through it through rosy eyed glass. Look. And he's a Pennsylvania. Know... He's a fellow Pennsylvanian. Oh, really? Yeah, he's born in Pittsburgh. You know, I kind of don't oh. count that as Pennsylvania, but. No, it doesn't. Yeah. That's Philly I mean, people. It, Sorry, it's... Pittsburgh. Yins can stay over there. Yous come with us. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, that, that Susquehanna is really wide. Yeah, it sure is. And it's not even, it's not even the river. It's. The miles and miles of just nothing on each side of it. Oh, in Harrisburg. But still. Um, yeah, there's really nothing in between. It's uh, Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh with, they call it, Pennsylvania in between. Yep. I'm sorry, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, I, I meant. Yeah, Penn, yeah. We're considered the greater Philadelphia area, I believe. Uh, yeah, just about. Yeah, because by all rights, it should only take us under an hour to get to Center City, Philadelphia. Should be, yes. But there's no way on this <laughs> fucking earth it takes you under two hours to get to Philadelphia because of one road. You you can you can you can get there. You can see it in like you know less than forty minutes. Yeah, as the crow flies. Like <laughs> as the crow flies. Like you go down the road. And it's like oh. I see the buildings, and you know it's like a half hour in your drive. And it's like, oh look, there's Philly, and then and like two hour, an hour and a half later, later an yeah. hour later. Yeah. Oh, the Big Ben Parliament. Yeah, there we are. We finally are there. Yeah, that's Phil. That's Philadelphia for you. All right, uh, Ram Man, good pick. Here is my fourth pick. Amber. 
Well, we have an item coming up which is a little bit scary, actually, but if you like spectacle and action, this entry was made for you. It's a wild-looking new float called Masters of the Universe and Princess of Power. Is that a good reading? I think so. And it's furnished by Mattel Toys. Now, let me explain this. The setting for this is on the planet Eternia, and at the front is Castle Grayskull, which, as I'm sure everyone knows, is the home of He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. We'll also be seeing his arch enemy, Skeletor, and standing on top of the Crystal Palace at the back, we'll see He-Man's sister, She-Ra. Let's watch the action. This was the first year of this float, and I uh, remember we watched it in '85, but we didn't watch '80. I can't remember what '86 was the year with. And first of all, let me thank uh, Dinosaur Dracula. He has had VHS tapes and uploaded both of these under XE Entertainment to YouTube. Other people have ripped them off, but they're all the original XE uploads. Um, the first, it's uh, Pat Sajak. Uh, you there? I'm here. Oh, well. Pat Sajak of uh, Wheel, of, Wheel Fortune. of Fortune fame. He's the explaining it, and he, he just thinks it's ridiculous. He's like, ah, oh, it's kind of scary. Uh, whatever this garbage is. It's this huge fucking float. So in this book, I found out this information. Hold on, let me pull up my thing here. Oh. Did they go... Uh... Night on Bald Mountain because they didn't have to pay any royalties. Yeah, that's what they always did that with with um with like floats like that. Yeah, because um they're paying Pat Sajak all that money. Yeah, Pat Pat Sajak was getting the big cash, so uh, you had to uh, kind of cheap out other places. You know what I mean? Hold on. Um, all right, so uh, this float I found out through this book. Uh, the art of of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe that it was designed uh, for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, 75 feet long, weighed 20 tons, and the giant snake in the float reached 24 feet and required four Macy's technicians to animate it during the, its battle with He-Man. Oh, wait, like the actual Macy's technician? Like the ones that do like the Christmas show like shit? Yeah. Oh, damn. All right. Motu float. Yeah, so uh, Orko's fighting. It starts off with Orko fighting, like running away from Skeletor and Skeletor taking some slaps at him. And then on top of Grayskull, He-Man comes out and says he has the power. And then you see Hordak. And, of course, they cut to the Crystal Palace and She-Ra. Uh, and she comes down and fights Hordak. And then this giant, a uh, Moss Man and um, uh, Beast Man. And uh, all the, the creatures come out. And this giant snake dragon comes out in the middle. And 
doesn't really do anything, and He-Man just flexes on it, and the float moves on, and automatically a commercial for She-Ra's Crystal Palace comes on. Uh, like as, as soon as as soon as um, they they cut off the float, like. Coming up next, the first flight of the Betty Boot Balloon. Lee Greenwood sings, and a special message from the president. Gleaming in the morning light, home of Shira shining bright, <laughs> Crystal Castle. You put it together, she whistles separately, you can pretend. Magic can shine everywhere, cause it has... So yeah, they did. Wow, what a coincidence! Yeah, they didn't miss their opportunity to merge. And Mattel probably paid a fortune to Macy's to get this float made, and they were not missing their opportunity to sell toys. The next year, they used the same float. It was only two years after 1986, but Dolph Lundgren was there to introduce it, and he had no fucking idea what he was introducing because the movie he just started and had nothing to do with fucking He-Man. And the first <laughs> thing he says to Pat Sajak is, "Can you guess it?" Uh, I'd like to solve the puzzle. No, no, no. You're close. Oh. It's Dolph Lundgren. And the first thing he says to Pat Sajak when he gets an opportunity to speak. Pat Sajak does the same Ooh. thing. He enters the, he enters the flow and then he introduces Dolph Lundgren to narrate us through the experience. And Dolph Lundgren says to Pat Sajak just this one thing. Skeletor. No. It's over. He says, where's Vanna? <laughs> Ah, that's awesome. In this really and, creepy and way. It, and it really, like, broken Swedish accent yet? Because he was still, like, new to the scene yet. No, he he he, he adapted way better than um, than Arnold did with his yeah, accent. a little on. Let me see. Here it is. is the star of the new Masters of the Universe feature film, the very dapper, the very tall, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Nice Dolph. Where's Vanna? She couldn't make it, I'm sorry. <laughs> but here again is the dramatic castle of <laughs> Bristol. In setting, He-Man battles the forces of evil. See how well he speaks? Yeah. Uh. Oh, he's got the... Uh, imagine that you got Dolph Lundgren sitting there, and meanwhile you got the He-Man on the float, just wearing a a, a muscle a, suit. A muscle suit, not even a muscle suit. Just they took like a a, a long sleeve. Like, they took a sweatshirt and just kind of stuffed it to make yeah. it kind of look like muscles. But yeah, that that first line, "Hey, where's Vanna?" Where's not Vanna? here. He's, Do you think he ever gets tired of hearing that? that he's absolutely pissed <laughs> off that where's Vanna? Not here. Not here. Fucking pervert. Uh, uh, this float was absolutely cool. Oh, you think Van is watching? Like, Dolph, I'm right here. I'm right here. I know. Dolph. Yeah. She's probably pissed at Pat. Why didn't you give him a number? <laughs> um, thank it you. Was Dolph to... Lung. Did you see his muscles? He's like, no, I was looking at the float. Like, right. No, you weren't. You Imagine were if he was running on all fours like a hound. And a lot of gratuitous, like, penetration. That's uh, always sunny in Philadelphia when it wrote the movie. Oh, yeah. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot of penetration. <laughs> they were going to have a gratuitous sex movie with starring Dolph Lundgren as Professor Dolph Lundgren. He, his powers, he smells. The, the, se, the, the fifth sense, the power of smell. He smells crime. Crime smeller. And he gets on all fours and runs like a hound. 
was Charlie's contribution. That was my introduction. Uh, thank you to Dinosaur Dracula, Matt from Dinosaur Dracula and X Entertainment for uploading these great videos and preserving them for history and the Purple Stuff podcast. Until there's a solar flare and it all goes away. Right. Well, I'm sure. I think Matt has VHS tapes, too, so we're safe. Okay. Because I'm sure uh, VCRs are going to work after that, too. We should put putting everything to film. Everything should be on reel to reel. Everything should be on film and um, vinyl records. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. And I'm sure that... The, 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 oh, hey, Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuffin. What are you doing back? She's pissed. She hasn't gotten wet food yet. She's like, mm. stop your stupid fucking podcast and feed me, you motherfucker. All right. We're almost done, Schmuffin. All right. Just bear with us. Uh, Uncle Squeezer's got his next pick. And oh, here we go. Is this a battle fought in the stars now comes to Earth? Police, nobody move! Think I'm gonna need some backup. A battle for the power to be masters of the universe. Dolph Lundgren is He-Man. Frank Langella is Skeletor. Let this be our final battle! Masters of the Universe, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. They're, God, I love those tags. They were definitely ripping off Star Wars with that, that score, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was uh, uh, Bill Conti, who did Rocky and Karate Kid. I love the Rocky score and the Karate yeah. Kid score. Yep. That's a great this score. Has, this has a pretty decent score. To, well, it's not like they were ripping off the, the score and like trying to make it Star Wars. But they're like they live mar- from space. It wasn't from space. They marketed this film as the Star Wars of the 1980s, which if you think about it, is kind of dumb because Star Wars two was of the three Star Wars films yeah. came out in the 1980s. Um, Drew Struzan, the undisputed king of movie posters, did that awesome poster with um, Dolph Lundgren's He-Man and then Skeletor's behind him. and mm-hmm. Courtney that, Cox in the foreground. Uh, n- yeah, not this one. This one has fucking whatever the fuck that amalgamation of fucking He-Man uh, Orko type characters. Oh, Gwindal, yeah. oh. Gwindal, whatever the fuck his name that, is. That that's Gwildor. Gwildor. Um, look, you, you you pick and choose. You 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 cherry pick this movie. All right, relax. Um, including the uh, twenty-two million dollar budget and seventeen million dollar gross, and it coming in opening weekend at third. Um, well, it was an American hero played by an evil Soviet fucking boxer from Rocky Four. Well. Uh, it's true. He wasn't a Punisher yet. Or should he have been? Um, so, look. I love this goddamn movie. Don't take that away from me. And I, this is where I might even... I'd probably catch more shit for liking this movie than not knowing more about Masters Universe or watching enough of it. Um, Listen, the movie... The movie, I don't know if it's... I, it, I didn't like it back in the time. I saw it. We rented from Blockbuster. I kind of fucking hated it because there was no... Like similar creatures, the Beast Man looked like Grizzlor. Like, yes, uh, I I didn't understand it, and but it, it, looking back on it through a different lens, I might see that yes, they made it at the the after way past the death of the line, 
they should be granted some slack to to go on their own way. And maybe it is a good movie, but I have not gotten there yet. Well, look, I'll I'll, I'll get back to that in a second. Why you should watch it and what you should watch for, and where it really shines. Um, we'll go into a few little details. So it was directed by um, we're we're gonna we're gonna skim over this quick. It was directed by Gary Goddard. And if you know who Gary Goddard is, let's just if you don't know who he is, uh, he is a friend of Brian Singer. <laughs> And if you don't know who Brian Singer is, let's just say they're not very busy right now. No, they uh, uh, they, they both have me had too charges. Seventeen-year-old um, boys. Yes, yeah. So he's. Uh, no wonder he wanted to make a film that attracted young boys. Maybe. I mean, at the allegedly, uh, there was a lot going on at the time. So, um. It was also produced by the now defunct uh, Canon Films. Um, they had all they put all their eggs in one basket with this. This was going to be their golden goose. There was a sequel in the works that Dolph Lundgren already turned down because filming took over five months and there was like two months worth of just night shoots. Um, they really thought this was going to be the greatest Hollywood blockbuster of all time when they were making this. It was the one soundstage, they actually blew the walls out and combined them to, f- together um, for uh, Castle Grayskull for the interior. And they said people like that were working there hadn't seen movies like that since like the Golden Age. Like, no set was that big. Like you'd had to go back to like something like Cleopatra where they went all out like something ridiculous, or like Ten Commandments style like scale. Yeah, well, that was all designed by William Stout, who didn't fucking understand what to do with the property. Even though they hired Ralph McQuarrie, who you might know from a little movie, the He-Man of the '70s called Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And he actually his production designs had He-Man looking like he, an effeminate gay He-Man, but still He-Man. And Man at Arms looked like Man at Arms, and Tila looked like Tila, and fucking Skeletor looked like Skeletor. Well, I thought. All right, so all right, so Man at Arms and Tila looked like they were like out of the Running Man. Um, Man at Arms looked like he, like just stole his costume from like the Space Marines and Aliens and just painted it gray. Um, they claim. Um, or Goddard claims that a lot of inspiration actually came from Jack Kirby's work. Yeah, he he met Goddard met with Kirby multiple times and discussed a lot of uh, his projects and uh, possibility of superhero movies. It just they would constantly say how that and what they the the technology wasn't ready because even like to the point where they wanted to do a floating Orco uh, and like the giant Castle Grayskull and they just couldn't do it. But but you could, they, they were able to do a Slimer. Yeah, but Orko turned into Gwildor, Gwildor, whatever the fuck. Yeah, so they 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 took some and there liberties was only one with... shot of Castle Grayskull in the whole like the out the exterior in the whole movie. Yeah, well, it's because most of it took place in like suburban L.A. because that's what you do to save money, despite the fact that it still costs you twenty two million dollars. Why build? You know, in Eternia, which like it opens in Eternia, and then the rest of it, if if you're there at all, it's an interior of Castle Grayskull. 
Um, and then the rest of it is in like, you know, back alleys. And it's you and Courtney Cox. You're running away from Principal Strickland. Um, <laughs> and there's this like little like musical synthesizer device that's actually the key. And you have Gildor for some reason instead of Orca, which that was probably the biggest thing that bothered me. Yeah. Um, also, um, Beastman looking like Grizzlor. And Beastman looking like That pissed me off. I, I, and I never, honestly, never even put two and two together that, like, that Tila was Tila. Like, it just, she was just, I never even assumed that was her. Yeah, well, you wouldn't. It, it was just, it was very out of character. Man at Arms kind of made it work a little bit. No. Nope. But, a little. Nope. A little. Um, they introduced some new characters. You got, um, uh, you got Karg. Which I actually, as a new character, actually like Karg because um, usually when I see hideous, ugly people, I go, "Oh, she looks like Karg," um, and it's just you know a mean thing to say. Um, and then some other generic uh, characters. I don't know why. Like they, they just thought like, "Oh, we're gonna start fresh and create some new characters." I mean, you have so many to pick from at this point. And we'll just give Man at Arms a gray mustache to match all his gray outfit, and everyone will just realize his Man at Arms because his mustache is there. Well, yeah. And, um, and make Tila even just because he's his daughter, she didn't dress exactly like him. Well, yeah, but was Tila his daughter? Well, adopted the, daughter. She's technically a sorceress's daughter. Right, but it, it was his. his uh, they never. Ad- I don't think they ever addressed that in the film. No. Um. So there's. Uh, I will tell you. You watch it for one or two very specific reasons, and watch it for this, and enjoy it, and, and enjoy it for this. And that is, uh, Evelyn, um, who's played by Meg Foster, and who kills it, and is just awesome and kind of in that creepy evil hot kind of thing going on yeah and frank langella oh frank langella is was great as escalator uh, he's creepy as fuck dracula himself i think is my personal favorite and the best depiction of skeletor period because he's a villain he's a true villain he's someone to he's the movie opens, spoilers, the movie opens with him already taking Castle Grayskull. Like, he won the war. Like, he is devastated Eternia. Like, he's no longer a bumbling idiot, like in the cartoon. Like, just, uh, he, he's you not gone. You bumbling full... morons! Yes, he's not gone full Cobra Commander <laughs> or full Skeletor, if you will. Um,. He, he is a, a serious, legitimate threat. And Frank Langella, and he even, he, he's come out and said, like, he it was one of his favorite roles. And he took it because when they offered him the role, he immediately jumped on it because he knew what they were asking him to play because his son he had a four-year-old it. son yeah. running around the house going, I have the power. Mm. So he knew what he was getting into. And when he did it, I think he 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 killed it. He was awesome in it that'd be like um, jeffrey taking the royal skeletor because i ran yeah. away. oh yeah fun skeletor he man uh 
Give up Castle Grayskull, a beastman, uh, you bumbling idiot. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> oh, I would love to see that. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 not today. Uh, wait, uh, hold on. Let me get on my ham radio and see what He-Man's doing today. I bet he doesn't know I'll be listening in. Uh, <laughs> if, if you go back and watch this movie for any reason, go back and watch it just for Franklin Jella's performance of Skeletor and throw in Meg Foster's Evil Lynn. Like the two of the pardon me. The two of them on screen together except just he kills it. It's fun. It's really fun to watch him in that role. I prefer the He Man of the nineteen seventies. Conan the Barbarian? No, it's not worse. Oh. <laughs> um we did not mention yet that Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin are working on a new Motu cartoon uh, for Netflix. That is also... Oh, I also have my note. We, we're going to get a lot of He-Man because if all things are consistent to uh, March 2021, we will get a new He-Man movie as well. Well, uh, it keeps getting canceled. I, I pitched to you my He-Man movie a few years ago, right? You did, yes. I thought it would be but, perfect. Yeah, no, I'm off for. I'm. I, I, I. Hey, if you can make it, then more power to you. But my story been... is reverse. This this movie they start in uh, uh, New Jersey, New York area, and they wind up in Eternia. But then the the friend gets back, and it's 1982, and he. Pitches to Mattel a line of action figures based around the actual characters he met. That's how they get the toy line. <laughs> so it's it's set in the 80s in New Jersey, like the early 80s, late 70s, and they wind up in Eternia. That's how the movie should have went. It should have started in in uh, Los Angeles and ended up in Eternia. Um, yeah, since... We'll see if it happens. As of now, Sony still claims it's going to come out in March of March in 2021. That's still uh, a long ways, a long ways off. Um, they got some Disney Channel kid playing He-Man, uh, but don't get your hopes up because uh, in, since 2007, which is what 12 years ago, uh, it's been. I would have. Army Hammer play him. Uh, yeah, I could, see, I, I could see that. I can see that. But in, uh, uh, in 2007, or one of that, Thor's so brothers. 12 years. It, it's been, it's been developed and dropped, developed yeah, and thank dropped God, though, and pushed around M over, over nine times. McG had it for the longest time, and I was like, oh <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> see, it could be. Would you rather? have a mcg he-man or w not at all uh not at all because <laughs> all <right. laughs> eventually it's gonna get done by someone i think uh eventually it's gonna happen i think david s goyer wrote the script the current script but i think that's the one that they're working and with. he's set to direct too uh, david s goyer is a hell of a fucking writer i'll i'll take a, a oh no he left to do the Lord of the Rings television show. But I think it's still the script that they're working with. Oh, okay. Which uh, they'll be... Uh, um, you know, they'll rip apart. At one point, Ryan, uh, Ryan Johnson was even uh, attached to be a part of it. So, I mean, you can give him a script, and then he can just, you know, 
shred that to pieces. And see, you know, I, I didn't particularly hate the last Jedi. I'm like everyone. No, I, you okay. didn't. All right, let's break it down. I'll tell you right now. I I understand why Luke had to be so dark. I have no no problem with that per se. I don't. Know, I think I think after we see the rise of the Skywalker, it'll uh-huh. it'll make you appreciate the Last Jedi more. Well, we'll see. I've seen it twice. I I I've seen I saw it twice in theaters and then never saw it again. Whereas seen every other star wars movie you know 10 times over so it's just yeah. uh, I, I, know I know there's a lot of hate towards it so i understand that he's he's had to do something wrong but i think history will be friendly to it once we see him. uh i mean if they if they go through and jason at work's already out. saying people walked out of the screening for episode nine no one wants to see it it's gonna be garbage but i'm a huge mandalorian fan right now Oh, it's the fucking best thing on TV. I would like to say, Squeezer, I am the first person... If they can, if they just edit out the fucking Jerky Boys segment, I might be all right. <laughs> I am the first person Fuck. who said after... And I'm probably not. I am the first person who said after watching The Mandalorian on Reddit and to Jason that this is the best Star Wars thing since Return of the Jedi. And now everyone's saying it. Except the critics. Well, yeah, because Reddit listens to you. Reddit listens to me. And I agree. It is. I, well, I, I agree because I said it. It is, in my personal opinion, it is the best Star Wars thing I've seen since Return of the Jedi. Maybe since Empire Strikes Back because I'm not the biggest Return of the fucking Jedi fan. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I like Return of the Jedi. No, no, no. It's fucking, it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm loving it. And it, the fact that I, it's twofold. One, I love the fact that it's spaced out. It's that a brave you, you star. You get to let it. Well, yes. Oh, yeah. It's everything I wanted. It's a a sci-fi. It's a space western. And it, yeah, like I said, it's the closest I'm gonna get to my Brave Star series. It's fantastic. It's it's a spaghetti western, Star Wars. It's like my two favorite things. Yeah. All right. And the fact that it's spaced out, you know, weekly shows that you get to let it simmer and sit and rewatch it and think about it. See, I wish they did a Netflix style. I love that. And two, that drives you crazy, which makes me even happier. Yeah, well, okay. We get that. Um, Yeah, in my opinion, they should have done it Netflix style and dropped it all on our ass right away. Nah, because then I would have watched all and I'd be done with it. Now I have something to look forward to. You know, of course, my children growing up and Thanksgiving and Christmas too. But, you know, (laughs) The Mandalorian, you know. Well, Squeezer. In Christmas in 1985, Lou Scheimer gave us a gift that we talked about this on the show before, but I'm going to talk about it one more time. It's a happy time for us, dear Marlena. Oh, just think. This will be the first time the twins are together to celebrate their birthday with all our family. Adora's friends even came from far off Etheria, and they're all helping to decorate. This is the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. It was a blend of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and She-Ra and the Princess of Power. Originally broadcast in syndication December of 1985. 
Um, so some market, it, like, it, it was tough to see uh, until my we rented it on VHS, but we taped it on Betamax the year it came out. I was three. I don't really remember my dad doing it, but he taped it. And I found it two years later, and we'd watch it all the time. Uh, and it really didn't come back out again, I think, until 2005 when it came out on DVD. And now it's everywhere. You can find it on YouTube right now. Uh, I think it's also on Netflix because they have all the Motu rights. Um, and it, 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 the best part is Skeletor meeting the two kids who get trapped. It, it's it, They have this like winter festival that's around Adam and Adora's birthday. And um, they're celebrating. And these two... Um, Orko does a stupid fucking spell and he lands on earth and meets two children miguel and alicia who uh went out to get the christmas tree i don't know why you send two kids <laughs> to get the christmas tree out by themselves but they get lost and orko um brings them back uh to the sky spy which is crashed and uh or they help orko get back and uh, they meet um a Skeletor and Hordak are 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 pissed are, are are summoned to meet Horde Prime, and they he's worried that the Christmas spirit is being brought to Eternia, and he orders them to capture the Earth Children. And Skeletor can't bring it on himself because he I don't like this feeling of nice. I like feeling evil. And the kids like Skeletor. He's like their best friend. It's just great. Is Skeletor Paul Heyman? <laughs> Allow me to say this, sir. Allow me to volley this, sir. I am evil. And and if you were to hire my evil client, Brock Lesnar, sir, I would offer you this match. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, you, sir, versus Brock Lesnar. The winner takes all the belts, sir. But Skeletor's kind of the same thing. I don't like feeling nice. I like being evil. Squeezer, give me your next pick. Oh, you're out. (laughs) 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 But, um... Yeah, Skeletor, uh, he, he feels the Christmas spirit and doesn't like feeling nice but it's a nice a nice Aww. nice little uh special which i believe that it's only 44 minutes it's like an hour special for television so 44 minutes uh so you can find i, I know you can find and it on I'm youtube i'm sure the other 16 were not toy commercials <laughs> no they were toy commercials cookie commercials candy commercials uh toy commercials and toy commercials Ah, okay. And probably McDonald's fast food commercials. Mm. Don't selling forget meals, toys. selling junk food. Junk food, toys. Junk food and toys. And probably other cartoon specials. Don't worry, kids. Tune in tomorrow to see the Snork Christmas right here on ABC6. Hang on. Is that a thing? Is there a Snork's? There's got to be a Snork's Christmas. I'm sure right? there's a Snork's Christmas, yeah. Snork's. Let me look that up. Are we doing a... Yeah, we are. Uh, we are. Uh, Snork's Christmas coloring Ugh. book. Um, sure, there is. If there is, I'm going to make a note of this. 
make sure I do these snorks. Come along with the snorks. I've almost got it. Claws need a manicure. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me go to the part where Skeletor is overcome by good feelings. I don't like feeling nice. I like being evil. They're in the snowstorm here. Mm-hmm. He's he's so buff with that ten pack. Move! It's awfully cold. I said move, move it. Please, Mister, be nice. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. Why is it at Christmas? There's always a kid around. Season of love and joy and caring. Oh no, she passed out. Ah, is that what Christmas is? No wonder Horde Prime wants to get rid of it. A season of love, caring, joy. Yeah, what a disgusting idea. Well, there's no Christmas spirit here. Now get moving, you two. Yuck, what a disgusting idea. I'm sorry, mister, but, but we're so cold. So, you're cold! Oh, blast it! He magically puts oh, coats onto I'm, them. I'm warm ah. again! Thank you, Mr. Skeletor. You are very kind. Kind? Never use that word around me! <laughs> now, get moving! <laughs> now, get moving! Oh, I might have blasted coats on you. No! Leave him! But he'll freeze! We have to! I said leave him! Now move! Oh. He's crying. Relay's crying. And Skeletor can't help himself. Little relay shaking with his big puppy dog eyes. Aww. He's thinking oh, twice. Blast it. He goes and picks him up. I don't know what's coming over me, but whatever it is, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, stop licking my face, you dratted dog. Get away from me. You're drowning me. Get off. <laughs> That's great shit. I don't know what's fantastic. coming over me, but I don't like it. Uh, anyway, uh, that's just a little taste. Do yourself a favor this Christmas, kids. Go back and watch the Masters of the Universe Christmas special. He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. You will not be disappointed. And um, I think that's all we have to say about He-Man. Squeezer, we've gone well over two hours. Did we really? I really thought I was going to bring absolutely nothing to the table. And I, I didn't, but... No, um, you brought plenty to the table. We're two okay. hours and change. Uh, I don't know. I have to cut the, 
the pee breakout. We might be like uh, right at two hours, but we did it. You didn't have to tell people that. I mean, they know it. They know. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, those little bladdered monsters aren't going to make it. No. Uh, But yeah, only one break, kids. One break in case you're counting at home. And uh, we did it. We talked Masters of the Universe. And yeah, you might not all listen, but I think if you do, you'll learn something and be. I did. Yeah. I did too. I learned that you want to be a swordsmith. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. I learned that there is not a Snork's Christmas special out there. I think we have to dig further. There might be. And find out why there isn't. I I went through every... uh... No Snork's Christmas special? Nope. What if we... We write a Snork's Christmas special and do it as a tele... Like an audio play. A teleplay? A teleplay, yeah. Um, all right, well, I don't know if we'll have that done by Christmas, but... Yeah, we can work on it. Wait, Smurfs and Snorks Christmas, a nuclear... Oh, fanfiction.net has it done already! Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's by the, Nigel Yearning. The Nuclear Family by Nigel Yearning. All right, I guess this is what we have to read to the people. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is it sexual? Nah, it seems... Uh, you know what, let's, let's wait... And we'll save this for Christmas. I will. I'm gonna bookmark this. A science fiction Christmas special that connects a Smurf and a Snork together to a human family by blood. Um, <laughs> the unintended pairing leads the two to meet with their human parents and be back to their separate homes before Christmas. Will they pull it off? This was published in December of 2010, kids. Oh my God! There's ten chapters. We're not gonna read all of this, but I'll um. We'll uh. Well, How about I make Enchantress read this, and then she could give me, yeah, like, a... Yeah, I'm going to also make sure there's no, like, you know, code words or anything in here that we're going to, you know... Squeezer, let's be honest. War. If, I'm, if I'm not going to get to read this by, by the Christmas episodes, there's no way you're going to read this by the Christmas episodes. You can't read this until you read Timeline. Let's just put it that way. Uh... I think there's less chapters in the Timeline. Are there Russians in this? Might, might be, yeah. There's DNA. There might be. Um, Was this written by Crichton? Yeah, I don't know. Let's. Uh, I'm not gonna just read this outright before I realize what we're getting ourselves into. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it during Christmas. But next week we are uh, talking about things we're thankful for for Thanksgiving, and then the week after that we start our Christmas episode. So keep Yay. listening every week to the Rad Years podcast. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Have a good one.